great seeing you, Dominic. You know, when people ask me what have I been doing in the city, I say you need to talk to Dominic Carter, but you've been covering me for almost 30 years now. Nice to be with you, Dominic. I think you are really in a very, very high league. And I watch some of your competitors on, frankly, the national shows, and I say, why aren't you doing a national show? Because I really think your delivery and your questioning wow. and your brain power is really at the highest level. So that's good. This is Dominic Carter, everybody. Now, here's Dominic Carter on Talk Radio 77 WABC. And good morning, good morning, good morning. A rough day for Republicans. You folks already know there is no resolution in sight. In fact, Brooklyn Democrat Hakeem Jeffries has more votes for speaker than Kevin McCarthy. The House adjourned with no speaker as the McCarthy vote falls short. Republican leader Kevin McCarthy failed to attain the required votes to become House Speaker on the first three ballots, necessitating a fourth vote for the first time in 100 years. George Santos spent the day in Washington ducking reporters. Folks, I just listened to the comments for the last 30 to 40 minutes. But the reality is, if you are ducking reporters on day one on what should be your shining moment, that should tell you all you need to know. Listen, I understand that some of you folks want Santos to stand and stay, but Santos politically is a dead man walking. It's no other way to put it. There's no other way to put it. No matter what you or I may want, he is not going to make it. But here is some good news. It sounds like Mayor Adams of New York City has finally had enough with the migrant crisis. As he appeared on this radio station yesterday morning with Sid Rosenberg. And the mayor says... There's no more room at the end after hearing that Colorado, Colorado plans to ship migrants to New York City and Chicago. Adams is now calling the the migrant crisis a national embarrassment. We are going to be taking your telephone calls on these topics and so many others this morning. A lot going on. 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. The young man under arrest, the 19-year-old with the jihad attack and the machete, his friends and neighbors are saying they never suspected that he was become radicalized, a a former ex-football player, but he came to New York City apparently ready to die. And I've spent some time over the last couple of days discussing the situation as it relates to the mentally ill, and society has to do something. There's been yet another incident A homeless woman tried to snatch a baby from a stroller and yelled, that's my baby. This disturbing incident occurred in front of 253 First Avenue in Manhattan around 9.30 a.m. when the suspect walked up to the baby and his grandmother and made the bizarre claim and said they just changed his face. Also, in terms of what's going on, more crime, more crime, unfortunately. The police say, the NYPD, at least six people were slashed in separate attacks in the Big Apple overnight last night. 
with all but one of the assaults happening in Midtown, and at least two of them appeared unprovoked. The world that we live in today. Let's start with the ongoings in Washington. Unable to elect Republican leader Kevin McCarthy. I I have no idea how long this is going to go on. I don't know if McCarthy is uh, going to uh, make it, but this is a major embarrassing defeat, a, a long, messy start for the new Congress. Day one was not pretty, not pretty for Republicans, not pretty for George Santos. You can see that he was often standing alone by himself. No one wanted to be near him, and I'm talking about Republicans. The House agrees to come back at noon today. Let's start with the uh, telephone calls. Let's begin with William. William in Asbury Park. Good morning, William. What's on your mind? Good morning. Listen, guys like McCarthy have been controlling the Republican Party and steering it in the ways that it shouldn't go that increases our national debt and puts our national security at risk with their complacency and playing softball with the crimes of the Democratic Party, and they control too much of the RNC's funding for candidates. That's why they really got to go. We really got to get new blood in there, and if they got to stall, you know, anything moving forward in Congress to do that, then so be it, sir. Okay, but wait, William, you say you say so be it, right? But what what's the answer here? No one the the closest person to two hundred and eighteen votes happens to be Hakeem Jeffries. And we don't know the Democrat. We don't know if overnight I know if I'm Jeff Jeffries, I would pull a San Francisco in which Mayor Willie Brown reached out to a, a Republican and pulled her vote over and stayed in power. We don't know right now, William, if, if Jeffries is trying to get, I don't see it happening, but it's conceivable that he could be trying to get six Republican votes, which, which would make him speaker, and that would be a major embarrassment. So when you say by any means necessary, how do you do it when politically it, it there's just no map right now for that to occur? Well, we have better candidates for it, like um this guy, uh, his name escapes me, so in the interest of time, but what what, what okay. you do is you press on your local can your local, you know, congressman to to nominate who you want, like, let's say, you know, you nominate Zeldin, you nominate, you know, whoever, who, whoever's going to go hardball on the Democrats and, and open the investigations into Fauci and the Biden for his crimes with complacency and human trafficking and drug trafficking on the border and not spend all this money in Ukraine, which may potentially start a w- world war and collapse the dollar. This, these are the important issues that they need to press on. I do not see an establishment guy like McCarthy doing that. I don't trust him. I don't like him. Okay, fair enough. You don't trust him. But what I'm trying to say is that there's no path for someone to emerge as speaker right now. That's the bottom line. No one is yeah. anywhere near... Uh, close to having the votes that are necessary. William, we greatly appreciate the call from Asbury Park this morning. Tom in Boston. Good morning, Tom. What's on your mind? Hi, uh, how you doing? Uh, I just want to very talk well. About Go right ahead, Tom. I just want to talk about Hakeem Jeffries. Now, uh, okay, the, Dem- the Democrats picked him. He is a vile, disgusting human being because every everything he's a, he's a he's a bigot. Everything is hey, he's such a hateful person. I cannot believe. Although I do believe the Democrats picked him because the Democrats are evil themselves. What do you think of Hakeem Jeffries? What when you say he's hateful, what are you referring oh. to? Well, every every speech it's always about race. Everybody's a racist. Everybody else is a hater, and he's he's got more hate in his heart. He seems to be just an evil. I pray for him. 
he seems to be an evil individual. Everybody else is, is a rotten, horrible person, but him, and he's he's, he's evil. I think. Well, Tom, I appreciate the call. Uh, whether whether you like Mr. Jeffries or not, uh, as you know, the Democrats, uh, he was in line in the pecking order uh, placed there by Nancy Pelosi, and he is going to be the the uh, the leader for the Democrats, and uh, there's nothing that's going to stop that. Again, uh, I go back to the way I started the show this morning. He is leading, he is leading Hakeem Jeffries, no matter whether we like his politics or not, he is leading in the vote for a speaker. Republicans have to be very careful. I'm not saying that a Democrat is going to win and bec- win the vote and become speaker, but th- this infighting is, is tough. And um, I, I don't I don't see a way out of this, Tom, but thank you for the call in Boston, from Boston. We are taking your telephone calls this morning, 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. So McCarthy spent the day yesterday smiling through it all, uh, huddling with uh, with his aides, and the strategy clearly was to wear down his colleagues, but it didn't work. It did not work at all. And at some point, either either he gets the votes or because of embarrassment to the party, he's going to be forced to get out of the way. Jim Jordan a uh, conservative says of Ohio um, got six votes in the first round, and his numbers started to go up uh, as the rounds went on. But but he says that he's not interested. I I don't see someone emerging right now as the consensus candidate. As a matter of fact, is there a consensus candidate? That is the challenge that Republicans are facing. This morning, as we speak, let's go to Al in Yonkers. Good morning, Al. What's on your mind? Uh, Good morning to you, Dominic. You know, uh, Kevin McCarthy's been in the leadership since 2009. Uh, Today we went to uh, three rounds. And uh, what you don't want to do, you don't want to burn out and run down the the Republicans who are favorable towards McCarthy McCarthy or, or not. Uh, the problems, uh, t- the situation tomorrow, if we go to a fourth round and he cannot make it, he has to be do what is honorable, step aside, and let another consensus candidate emerge. If he doesn't do that, uh, it would be wrong for him to do that, and his legacy as a minority leader would be tarnished. That's my own personal opinion. I hear you, Al, but I don't see him stepping aside, and I definitely don't see him emerging victorious after round four, which starts at noon today. I just don't see it. Yeah. Now, we, we, we don't know what's going to happen overnight, uh, but, but remember, his votes are going down, not up. Down, not exactly. up. Exactly, because people are getting run down, and, and they're not you know happy. Even people who were favorable for him... Uh, some I even saw a member who, at the end, in the third round, voted for Jordan because he he didn't want to keep going through this process. You know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, it, it's going to be very, very interesting. And let me just switch gears for one moment. We see your calls. It sounds like, and, and I'm saying hallelujah this morning. It sounds like Mayor Adams, Mr. Sanctuary City himself has had enough with the migrant crisis as he appeared on this radio station this morning uh, with Sid Rosenberg, Sid and friends in the morning. The mayor, the mayor after Colorado plans to ship migrants to New York City and Chicago, the mayor told Sid there's no more room at the end. No more room. Adams is calling uh, the migrant crisis a national embarrassment. 
And uh, you're going to hear this in just one second for yourself out of the mayor's words as he appeared with Sid Rosenberg. But the mayor, and I'm quoting him here, and by the way, he's been hit with uh, two more tickets for rats at his Brooklyn uh, uh, row house, if you will. But the mayor says, and I'm quoting, we received over 30,000 asylum seekers that are in need of not only shelter, but food, education for children, health care. These are all things I've been saying that you've been saying from day one. And you shouldn't have rolled out the red carpet from day one, from day one. And then he says, and some of the basic items that are needed as he continues the call for financial support from the feds. Here is Mayor Adams yesterday morning with Sid Rosenberg on WABC Radio. I think the president has an obligation uh, to deal with the immediate concerns. But when we talk about immigration, it's going to be a combination of the executive and the legislative body. We have to address this. And El Paso should not be going through this. Chicago should not be going through this. Houston, Washington, New York. No city should should have to make a decision if they're going to provide for their citizens, particularly coming out of COVID, or if they're going to deal with the onslaught of migrants and asylum seekers. We received over 30,000 asylum seekers that are in need of not only shelter, but food, education for children, health care, uh, some of the basic items that are needed And this is really impacting on the quality of life of New York and our ability to provide for everyday long-term New Yorkers on the needs that they have during this difficult time. And so this must be addressed. Now, we were notified, uh, Sid, we were notified yesterday that the governor of Colorado is now stating that they are going to be sending migrants to places like New York and Chicago. Uh, This is just unfair for local governments to have to take on this national obligation. We've done our job. Uh, There's no more room at the end. Uh, But we are compelled by local laws here that we must uh, provide shelter and continue to move in the right direction. No, you're not. You're not compelled by local law. You're doing this, Mr. Mayor, for political reasons. You're doing this because you have your eyes on Washington. New York City, to be frank and honest, Mr. Mayor, is not big enough for you. You are already measuring the drapes in Washington. Be careful. Hillary Clinton did that. And you see, Mr. Mayor, how well it worked out for her. Oh, how the tides are turning now. The city of New York rolled out the red carpet for the migrants. You built the tent city. The migrants that are so destitute, and they are, I'm not going to mock their situation, but but they're dealing with such a tough situation that they didn't want to go to your tent city, Mr. Mayor. They wanted to go to the hotels in Midtown. And your administration sent city commissioners to meet the buses and welcome them. Why would you do that? Why would you look at the message that you sent to the people of New York City? You essentially told the people of New York City that they are second-class citizens to the migrants. To the people that put you in office, Mr. Mayor, you essentially told them that they are second-class citizens compared to the migrants because you're already measuring the drapes in Washington. Be careful, Mr. Mayor, Mayor Adams. Be careful. And by the way, uh, Curtis Lewa and his wife, Nancy, uh, they are continuing to push. The mayor received two new tickets at his uh, Brooklyn row house. Something is going up politically with with this because the first ticket, a city lawyer uh, fought it and, and had the ticket dismissed. And now I don't know if it's the same inspector, but now uh, the mayor has received two new tickets, and we don't know how he's going to fight it, if he's going to fight it, but apparently for uh, rat droppings and other matters, and other matters. So in the beginning, in the beginning, 
the city thought this situation was cute. We want to embrace you. Photo op. Photo op. We want to embrace you. Commissioner, you know, uh, 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 standing there welcoming the buses. Why would you do that? All you're doing is green lighting. Do you think the migrants at the border are going to go, oh, well, let's not go to New York now? Or do you think they're going to say, we're welcomed in New York and we can get paid? Which one do you think they're going to say? They're going to say, we can get paid in terms of free housing, free food, free, free, free. And now Colorado says, well, we're not dealing with it. We're going to ship them to New York City and to Chicago. And now, and now the city of New York has seen the light of day, which is a light that they should have seen on day one. You you could have remained a sanctuary city, but put them in a tent. You don't put them in the hotels. Put them in a tent so it's a deterrent to others that want to come to America. So that, listen, you're coming here, you're going to Tent City. Now, if you still want to come, that's on you, but you're going to Tent City. You're not going to a hotel, and I'm even talking about the mothers with the children. You're not going to a hotel. You're not going to receive the same services that Americans receive. That's just not right. Let's go to John in Nevada this morning. Good morning, John. What's on your mind? Good morning, Dominic. Good you morning. Know, it's funny. When Trump was running against Biden, I kept telling him, uh, talk about the border. Talk about the border. But since they were still building the wall slowly but surely, he didn't really talk about the border. But as soon as Biden got in, he stopped the construction of the wall, which was something Trump should have talked about during the campaign. Now, even Eric Adams is saying the same things the Freedom Coalition is saying. Uh, Kamala Harris, our border czar, has done nothing. Uh, Eric Adams is overflowed. He says the end is closed. Um, there's still going to be more migrants being busted to New York City. They're going to have to find a place for them somewhere. But the problem is huge. The problem is huge. Wait, the Republican- John, 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 wait, help, help me out. And I, I'm going to let you finish your thought. But, but help me out. As a deterrent, why not put them in a tent city? What What's the problem with that? I mean, are, aren't they escaping? Aren't they escaping horrible, horrible, horrible conditions? So wouldn't a tent city be an improvement? Yeah, a tent city would be an improvement. But ultimately, we need to finish the wall. That's not going to happen. That's not going to happen. It should happen, but it's not going to happen. And you know why it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen because it has the Trump name on it. And as you already know, even Title 42, anything with the Trump name, Biden automatically goes in the opposite direction, John, the opposite direction. Yeah, Biden is a horse's ass. Uh, He'll never get reelected. Well, I, I, I'm not going to be that disrespectful because I, I have too much respect for the institution of the presidency of the United States. I, I personally, you're entitled to say whatever you want. I would never uh, refer to the president of the United States that way. But, John, I, I do thank you for your uh, telephone call. Let's go to Harriet in Brooklyn. Good morning, Harriet. What's on your mind? great, Dominic. This is the Dominic on New York One. I've got to tell you, Dominic, the mayor, the, the, the illegal aliens are taking precedence over the citizens of New York City. You are right on the mark there, and you are giving it to Mayor Adams because he is not doing the right thing. He is not representing the people of the city of New York. We, uh, the, the illegal aliens should not take precedence over us. And also, if I may say so, there's a really tr- there's trouble uh, here in River City with the uh, COVID-19 vaccinations. They're questionable. And when I speak to people on the buses, the 49, the 44 bus, for example, uh, some of these people are going blind. Apparently, um, this uh, vac- the this vaccination 
uh, is causing inflammation in people's bodies, and uh, they are getting diabetes, which leads to blindness. As a matter of fact, I know that your owner, Mr. Castamatidis, he had problems with blindness. People, and he had to be cured of this situation. The vaccinations are, are causing very bad, troublesome uh, symptoms in people, and uh, he is not taking down these mandates. People are losing their jobs. They're risking their lives in order to keep their jobs here in New York City, and uh, these vaccinations are dangerous, so he, he should be concentrating on uh, protecting the people of the city of New York, not not the illegal aliens. Well, Harriet, I, I appreciate your call, and, and thank you for the call. All I will say is I'm going to be very candid and honest with you. Um, Mayor Adams should be very thankful that I'm not assigned to uh, City Hall anymore. Because if I was assigned, the, the reporters, I'm not going to criticize uh, the City Hall reporters, but let's just say that they're not getting the job done. I don't know if they're intimidated by this mayor. I was never intimidated by any mayor. I viewed the job as an ask Mayor Giuliani, who we would go to war every single day. And as I've said uh, before, and there's no need for me to go on and on about it, uh, looking back now at the Giuliani years, all these years later, I firmly believe that Rudy Giuliani will go down as one of the best mayors of New York City ever. But all I can say is, ask Mayor Dinkins, ask Mayor Koch, de Blasio was a complete joke. Ask Mayor Bloomberg how tough I can be, because... When I come, I'm going to dot my I and cross my T. And if I was at City Hall uh, assigned to cover this mayor, Mayor Adams, he would get hell from me because the stuff that he's getting away with is ridiculous. It is ridiculous. What He's already from, let's be honest, let's call it for what it is. He was already looking past New York City before he took office. I've got to take a break. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC. When we come back, we are going to go to Brooklyn, Long Island, Yonkers, New Jersey. We are taking your calls. And, folks, join the 77 WABC VIP Club by downloading the app. You can do that right now or going to wabcradio.com slash VIP to join. And this week you will have a chance to win a WABC leather jacket. Join the 77 WABC family as every week we are giving away prizes to our 77 WABC VIP members. Prizes include live event experiences, celebrity meet and greets, signed items, concert tickets, and more. This week, a lucky 77 WABC VIP member will be chosen to receive a WABC leather jacket. Sign up for the 77 WABC VIP club by downloading the app or by going to wabcradio.com slash VIP, and you also will receive a special members-only newsletter and be automatically entered for a chance to win a WABC VIP prize. Become a 77 WABC VIP member just like me. I'll be right back. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Now, here's Dominic Carter on Talk Radio 77 WABC. 
And we are back. Good morning. A tough day for Republicans. Democrat Hakeem Jeffries has more votes for Speaker than Kevin McCarthy. The voting continues at noon in just a couple of hours. No one knows how long this is going to go on. No one knows who's going to emerge as a consensus speaker. It's all up in the air. Mayor Adams of New York City, finally, 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 the mayor is doing the right thing. Colorado says they plan to ship migrants to New York City and Chicago. The mayor says, telling now Sid Rosenberg yesterday morning, there's no more room at the end. No more room at the end. This says the mayor has been hit with two more tickets for rats at his uh, Brooklyn uh, row house. I, I, I don't understand, and I've been saying this, folks, I'm about to go back to your telephone calls. Why, the mayor greatly blundered. He was playing politics when he told the migrants, come here, come here, come here. And then the migrants started getting treated, treated better than, than homeless New Yorkers, than veterans, veterans that are down on their luck. For politics, they were treated better. And now, now the city of New York is completely overwhelmed. The mayor's mouth can't back up the migrants that are arriving here. And so now the mayor says there's no more room at the end, which is what he should have said from day one. Or you welcome them and you send them right to a tent city, the migrants. You do not put them up in hotels. I don't care what these crazy advocates tell you. you, you you're, it's your neck on the line. You put them in a tent city. They should not be entitled to the same exact services as Americans. Well, Dominic, that's not nice. That's not right. It's a, it's the political reality. Either you come here the legal way. I mean, otherwise it's never, as we're, as we're watching in real time, it's never going to stop. Let's go back to the uh, telephone calls. Let's go to uh, Mike from Long Island. Good morning, Mike. What's on your mind? Hello, Dominic. Has the mayor actually said that he is compelled by a court order or some section of law to uh, provide all this, these resources to the immigrants? Well, what he's alluded to is that as New York as a sanctuary city, that he must take them in. But but nowhere is it written that they should be entitled to the exact same as American citizens. He he's 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 drinking the Kool Aid of these advocates that threat that will threaten to go to court. Okay, do a Giuliani, go to court. I'll see you in court six months from now, a year from now, maybe maybe three months from now. But until then, until then, they're going to Tent City. And uh, it, it, it will de- it will deter them. Go ahead, Mike. Dominic, from your experience at City Hall, aren't the questions submitted to the mayor all pre-screened? Okay, you know, Mike, I am so glad that you asked that question. So, in in my day of um, Gabe Pressman, um, Stan Brooks, Doug Edelson, Mary Gay Taylor. Uh, I, I can name several others. Uh, at this time, uh, Marsha Kramer was at the Daily News. There was Newsday. There was uh, the full uh, section, Metro section, New York Times, New York Post, David Seifman. David Seifman, a legendary, legendary City Hall Bureau chief. In my day, it would be insulting, almost like a slap in the face, to ask a reporter what you were going to ask at the uh, briefings. I am so glad that you asked this question. So uh, communications directors would try, but again, it was, it was, it was almost like a slap in the face. And, and this process has slowly changed and it changed greatly under de Blasio. 
de Blasio came in and thought that he was the gift to New York City. And his people demanded to know. Now, by this time, most of us that are seasoned City Hall reporters were no longer covering City Hall. And de Blasio's people demanded to know the questions in writing. And then, and then, I'm going to let you finish, Mike, but then it went to another extreme. Then de Blasio, uh, trying to do a Mike Bloomberg, um, said uh, only only on-topic questions. So in other words, I want you to tell me how great I'm a cheerleader today, and that's the only thing you can ask me about. In my day, Mike, uh, a mayor would have been run out of town for saying I'm only going to deal with on-topic questions today. So and I'm going to let you finish. So how it works under Eric Adams, I don't really know. But, but, but from what I could see, he's the city's second African-American mayor. It's considered pretty much a, a tough guy, smooth guy. I think the City Hall press court is intimidated by him. Boy, would I love to cover him. We would go to war every single day. I promise you. The same way I did with Rudy Giuliani. Every single day, I would tear into this mayor with something new. And the the way we did it, Mike, and I'll I'll come back to you in a second. The way we did it was this. When a reporter was on a roll, what mayors try and do is they try and get away from you. They answer the question real fast and then try and call on another reporter to get away from you because you're on fire, basically letting them have it. In my day... Reporters, when any mayor tries to go to the next reporter, reporters refuse to ask a question because out of professional courtesy, you're on a roll and they're going to let you finish. Those days are gone. So go ahead, Mike. Uh, Have you ever seen a politician dodge the press like President Biden? Okay, so when you say dodge, you you have to define dodge. I know that sounds crazy, but you see... There are many ways to to dodge. So what what exactly are you referring to? He does. If a, an embarrassing question is asked, he turns his back and walks away. Well, see, and this is why I'm asking you for. But see, let me be very clear. So, Mike, understand when a president is walking away, they're not under obligation to answer the question. They're really not. Now, if it's a question they like. Sometimes they will answer it before they continue walking away. Sometimes they won't. But once they have concluded the event, they are no longer under obligation to answer. And this is protocol, the way it's done. They are no longer um, um, uh, responsible, if you will, to answer that question. Now, how else do you define uh, dodge? Because it's very important. Well, he gets up and says, uh, I've been told not to answer questions. Right. And he that, says, well, when, well when, I'll take one when, or two. Right. And and when he says that, that's his way of saying to reporters, because he knows that he's live, if you push me too hard, I'm not answering anything. I'm going to hide behind my staff and walk away. So that is a complete dodge, Mike. I, I'm so glad that you that you asked uh, these questions. But I am telling you, uh, if Gabe Pressman was still alive, Gabe, me, David Seifman, Marsha Kramer, Dave Evans from Channel 7, we would tear Eric Adams up every single day. And all of that swagger would be out the window, period. I thank you for the uh, telephone call. Let's go to uh, Teddy, Teddy in Yonkers. Good morning, Teddy. What's on your mind? Good morning, Dom. Dom, I want to, I respect you so much, even though I may disagree with you maybe 50 percent of the time. I agree with okay. you on many points, and I'm, I'm going to listen to you the way you, you, you responded to one caller who was derogatory towards President Biden. You didn't want to get into that type of language because of the office. And I'm going to listen to you in dealing with uh, politicians and uh the mayor also. I like Mayor Adams. I don't think he's perfect, but no one is, Dom. And, but let me ask you this question. You say that if, if uh, Gay Pressman, I remember Gay Pressman, may he rest in peace, and uh, 
Edelson, what do you mean by tear into Mayor Adams? That That's a great question, Teddy, because what's going on now at City Hall is, and again, I don't want to criticize the um, the press corps, but what's What's going on at um, at City Hall is that I think with all of this wokeness, I'm just going to lay it out there, Teddy. I'm going to be honest with you. And uh, Eric Adams is the city's second black mayor. And most of the City Hall press corps is completely white. And I think that they are intimidated to press him because he comes in, he says, I'm the hip-hop mayor. And, you know, he's got the earring and it, it it takes a tough person to stand up to a mayor. It really does in terms of a journalist. It, it, it really is not, it's not easy, and, and one can say, oh, you have an obligation to do so. You're in the Blue Room. Well, they used to be in the Blue Room. Now they're in the Rotunda, many of the events because of COVID. And, um, and the lights are blaring and all the cameras, and it's light cameras action, and it really is you against the mayor. And, and and the mayor has the bully pulpit. And and when I say I would I would tear into him is I am saying that there would that that's another gimmick that that um that politicians do now. They they limit you to one follow up question. So you you can't do much damage as a report. You can't if if when I say do damage, if you're going to get information and they're ducking and don't want to answer the question. If they have the ability to limit you to one follow-up question, they can just talk, 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 and never answer the question. So I hope I answered your question, Teddy. Yeah, you, you did, Dom. Dom, I just want to mention this also. I, I'm, I'm, I didn't hear you last night. Uh, I apologize for that. Uh, I want everyone to say a prayer for the Buffalo Bills uh, p- a football player who's yes. on, uh, you know, uh, yes. serious condition. And he's in Agreed. condition. And uh, I just hope, Don, when you played football, you told me at, at Dewey Clinton, do you have any regrets? And if you had uh, bo- uh, sons, I don't know if you do or did or not, would you want them to play high school football? I would love for, one, I played at Cardinal Hayes High School as a freshman. Then I went to D. Wood Clinton in an attempt to get a scholarship. I felt that D. Wood Clinton, it was all male at the time. I felt like it was a prison. Uh, I had to get out of there. And then I went to play for John F. Kennedy. From John F. Kennedy, I moved out to uh, Seattle, Washington, and I played football at the uh, Edmonds, um, Edmonds High School and I had a shot as a walk-on because my grades were not good. One of the regrets that I have, and Teddy, i got to take a break in a second, but one of the regrets that I had was that um, I was a great football player, uh, could hold on to the ball, catch the ball, and never had great speed. As you asked about my son, I would love for him to play uh, organized football the way it is, um, and he tried out for the um, – for the uh, football team in um, in high school in Rockland County, on an, and on the last day of tryouts, he had a seizure because he has he has epilepsy, and even though his doctors had approved him playing, on the last day of tryouts at Ramapo High School, he had a seizure on the field, had to be transported via uh, ambulance to an emergency room, and at that point, the school district said no. It was too much of a uh, liability, so he couldn't play. I, I strongly, I, I understand the safety concerns. I strongly recommend football to young men because the game, and, and Teddy, we spent the whole hour talking about the Buffalo player situation last night, and I, I heard you when you said you didn't uh, hear the program. But thank you for the call. But I recommend football because it teaches young men discipline about life. It helps make them a better man. I'm not talking about physical. I'm talking about mental. Dominic Carter here with you. I'm late for my uh, break here. When we come back, we will have the Chronicles of Dominic Carter. Frank Morano on the other side of midnight is coming up at 1 a.m., and we will have more of your telephone calls. WABC. These are the Chronicles of Dominic Carter on 77 WABC. A homeless New York City woman screamed as she tried to snatch 
a boy from a stroller. Deranged, homeless woman, growled, if you will, that's my baby, as she tried to snatch a three-year-old boy from his stroller in front of his grandmother. This happened in Gramercy Park Tuesday. The disturbing incident occurred in front of 253 First Avenue in Manhattan around 9.30 a.m. when the homeless suspect literally walked up to the baby and his grandmother and made the claim in a bizarre manner stating they just changed his face, according to police. The homeless woman, according to authorities, hit the grandmother in the face. The two struggled and tried to snatch the child. She was stating that it's her baby, according uh, to the uh, grandmother. The, The times that we live in, folks, these types of situations are very, very scary. Let's go to uh, Pamela in central New Jersey. Good morning, Pamela. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Good morning. Um, good morning. You know, the general, good morning. <laughs> the general impression is that, um, and it's, you know, understandable that the Democrats are this impenetrable force, and they vote the same, and they stick together, and uh, the Republicans don't. However, there's a downside to that. When you stick together like that, you're actually cult-like, and you're afraid to go out of your box and and do vote the way you really want to vote because you're afraid. And we all know that cults have a shelf life. Eventually, they do start to disintegrate. So there's there's a, a, a positive way of thinking of this, whereas the Republicans, now, mind you, they need some uh, – cleaning up as far as rhinos and everything, but um, at least people have individual thought, which is a positive. Well, so Pamela, I, I, I hear you, um, and, and I've been listening to this argument uh, repeatedly for the last few weeks about Democrats uh, stand together and Republicans don't. All, all I know, all I know is right now, and, and, and this situation for Speaker does play right into that. But I, I, I just don't understand, to be candid and honest with you, how folks can still stand by George Santos. I wish him well on a personal level, but this, this man should not be in Congress. And to say tit for tat, there, there may be other issues on the other side. But Santos, he's not going to make it. And and we're not dealing with re- reality if we think that he is. And, and I, I, hey, Francine, I, I mean, Pamela, excuse me, I'm about to go to Francine. I, I recommend, Pamela, that people look at the picture of Congress that, that's on his website today. Look at the congressman on his left that is frowning. This man is not going to exist in Washington, but I hear you with your broader point. Francine in Brooklyn, good morning. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Good morning, Dominic. I wish you'd be the next mayor. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I don't know if I have the um, the skills, because I, I wouldn't pander. I wouldn't pander at all. Well, I wish you would, because you do such a wonderful job. I have two points, real quick points. I know it's quite late. I want to know about the person who's running for uh, the top person, who is Jeffries. If they can't reach the 218 votes, does that mean he will become the next? No, no, no. They they just keep going, keep going until someone gets 218. But again, if I'm Hakeem Jeffries, I plan on doing a Willie Brown of San Francisco and quietly talking to some Republicans, promising them the world if they cross over and vote for me. That would be career suicide for those Republicans, but it's it's not it's not out of the realm that he could try and pull that off. He's only six votes away, Hakeem Jeffries. And it is amazing that we're even thinking like that. Uh, you, uh, your second point has to be quick because Frank Morano is here, and i got to get to him. Go ahead, Francine, real quick. I want to know, can, is there any way they can stop the migrants, turn these, stop the buses from coming to New York? He said it's, more buses are coming in. Why can't yes. those buses be stopped? We've taken in over 30,000 people so far. The, well, the city of New York welcomed them. The city of New York welcomed them. And the mayor can't turn around now. He's got egg on his face. 
It's the mayor's fault today. He sent the message of come on uh, with the advocates. Come on, you're welcomed here because he was already looking to Washington. Now he's got a major mess on his hand. The Biden administration can fix this. They they can fix this, but it just doesn't seem to be the will. I thank you, Francine, for the call. Frank Marano, the other side of midnight. Good morning to you, sir. Hello, Dominic. So what do you have coming up this morning? Obviously, you know, we're going to be uh, delving a little bit into this chaos in Washington, D.C., We'll tell people what to expect and uh, where we go from here. I'll give you my take on the whole situation. I'm going to be uh, talking in the 2 o'clock hour with Elliot Resnick, the former editor of the Jewish Press, about uh, Donald Trump's issue with Jewish voters. You have some Jewish voters that seem just as enthusiastic to vote for him as they were previously. You have others that say after that uh, Kanye West dinner that uh, they're done. They're done. They're going to vote for someone else or not vote at all. So we're going to get into that. And uh, we have a bunch of fun stories that I'm going to bring your way as well. So it's going to be an interesting four hours. And we look forward to it. Let's take together one more call. Larry in Brooklyn. Larry, you've got 30 seconds. Go right ahead. Okay, Dominic. I like as far as George Santos goes. What, don't you think we should be more preoccupied with pe- with people that falsify their character, such as um, such as Eric Adams, rather than people that falsify their resume? What? What? Which what is part, more, wait, 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 Larry. What part? What did Eric Adams falsify? Well, at the very beginning, he wanted to show how compassionate he was. You know, we have to welcome these okay, people. But, that, but that's not lying about. That's not. Uh, I'll let I'll let Frank respond. That's not. Thank you, Larry. That's not lying about about his life or his background. Frank, what do you think? Well, I, I think Eric Adams has actually been pretty dishonest about many different okay. aspects of his background. But the difference is, most of that we knew at the time of the election, and the voters of the city of New York, not me, but uh, as close to seventy percent of them voted to elect him anyway. Well, that, that is indeed the case, and folks, you want to keep it right there. Coming up, right after news headlines with Alex Barnard, you have Frank Morano and the other side of Midnight. I will be back again tomorrow, same time, same station, right here, of course, Talk Radio 77, WABC. WABC Radio is proud to celebrate 100 years. From October 1st, 1921, to music radio, to talk radio's crown jewel, worldwide and beyond. WABC. And WLIRFM.